I've now worked with over 100 clients in the education business space, and the one thing that keeps cropping up is the struggle with keeping up with marketing. Trying to keep it consistent is really hard. The reasons I usually hear are it's hard to find the time to keep it going every single week, it's hard to think of what kind of content to publish, and it's hard to always be in a creative mindset. Do any of these sound familiar? Keep listening if you want practical ways to help you keep marketing consistent that include time-saving techniques, as well as other possible solutions to those challenges I just mentioned. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. I'm not going to pretend that creating content will be easy if you just keep at it. It definitely gets easier, but we all have different strengths. Ideally, if it really isn't your thing, you could hire someone to create it for you. A quick side note on this, though, is if you do delegate, do make sure you're staying on the pulse of what's being put out there. Don't just hire someone and forget about it because it's your business and what goes out there reflects on you. Having said that, sometimes you don't want or aren't in a position to delegate marketing tasks to someone. Sometimes you simply have to do it yourself. And that's what I've been doing for years. And I'm only just at a stage where I feel like I could delegate some parts of the process. But since I have been doing it alone for years and I produce content each week for over five social media platforms and this podcast, I'm going to share some things that have made it easier for me. The first thing is I keep things like imagery pretty simple. Don't get me wrong, I probably get the most creative on Instagram, but even then, often my designs are simple, and that means it takes me about a minute to create. I use Canva to create imagery, and I have to admit that I do enjoy this side of things, and it means that sometimes I can get sucked in. But all this does is it makes it time-consuming, which leaves less time to do everything else I need to do. So I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. With market material, whether it's on social media or not, the aim of imagery is to be an attention grabber, a scroll stopper, not an information giver. We can't easily digest cluttered imagery. So if you're getting hung up on designing images, just simplify it. A plain coloured background and a few words on top is effective. You don't need to make it complicated. And if designing images is a time drain, this will fix it for you. Also, tools like Canva often have things like AI tools and templates that make designing even easier and even faster. My second tip is to keep your marketing strategy lean. And that means instead of trying to be everywhere all the time, select places that are more likely to bring you clients. This can be tricky to work out and sometimes needs some experimenting. I always advise to choose places where people are likely to be in a consumer mindset. And this is particularly effective when choosing social media platforms to be on. So for my tuition business, Facebook has always been a leader for attracting clients. And after trying other platforms and getting some success on there, but not as much as Facebook, I just stripped things back to only use that one. In fact, I even stopped using my Facebook groups and just relied on my page since that's where inquiries come in. 
Now, that doesn't mean that a different platform like Instagram wouldn't work. Absolutely not. But I don't have the capacity to create more content than I already do, especially because I create so much for Upgrade Your Education business. So I keep it lean and just stick to the one platform that I know works. The real key here is to remember that it's about them, not you. Them being your potential clients. So you may prefer using Instagram to Facebook, just as an example. But if you're having to work harder on Instagram to get results, and if you're struggling to keep up with marketing efforts, it's really important that you make a decision that's good for your business, not based on your personal preference. And this really leans into being in the right mindset, because especially when you're a solopreneur, you are your business. So separating yourself from it can be hard. But when making strategic decisions like this, it's absolutely crucial. My third tip will help you if you struggle to come up with content ideas. Now, this usually manifests in one of three ways. Way one is where people have ideas but struggle to bring them to life. Way two is where people struggle to come up with ideas in the first place. And way three is where people can come up with ideas and bring them to life, but it just seems to take ages. The good news is that I have a solution to share for all of them. Let's start with the first. You have content ideas, but you struggle to bring them to life. This is why I created my 100 content prompts. I did it specifically with this in mind. Each one has a first line prompt so you can easily get started. Each is accompanied by ideas of how to continue so that you have some ideas. And it's followed by possible calls to action so you can pick and choose depending on what your aim is with that content. You pay once and have lifetime access. The link to it is in the show notes. But I'll also share a tip for free. Instead of putting pressure on yourself to make your content free flowing, use a structure. Your opening line needs to catch people's attention. Usually on social media and emails, people can only see the first couple of lines before they have to make the effort to see more. So don't save the best part of your content until last. Open with it. Questions can be a great way to start. So let's say I was writing a social media post about hacks to stay on top of your marketing. I could open with a question like, do you want five free ways to make content creation less time consuming? Or I could open it with a pain point like, creating content all the time is hard. Shall we make it easier together? There really is no formula here, but if you're finding this hard, then sticking to a generic rule or creating some kind of formula will just help you speed it up. Now for the people who struggle to come up with ideas. Make a list of some broad topics your clients are interested in. Take guidance from questions that clients have asked you, what colleagues say that clients ask them, and see what your potential clients are asking. Places like Facebook groups are perfect for this kind of research. Then create content that tackles one of those challenges. If it's too big, break it up. Just give people a micro win instead of trying to solve the whole problem for them. Remember, the aim is just to show people you can help them, not to help them for free. So as an English tutor, I might create a piece of content sharing three ways to make creative writing stronger. Of course, there are more than three things that make a strong piece of creative writing, but sharing just three quick wins gives potential clients faith in what I offer. Now, this essentially relates to giving value to connect with your clients. And if you've already bought my 100 content prompts, you'll find 50 of them in the connections section. But you don't just want to do this, otherwise people will forget that you have something to sell. So embed sales posts in here too. Again, 50 of these are in my prompts. This essentially is where you're telling people what you offer and how they can buy it. 
Now for the third challenge I mentioned. You can write content and come up with ideas, but it takes you ages. As mentioned earlier, you could always pay someone to do it for you, or a combination of what I've just been talking about will help, especially creating a little template to structure your posts. Although I generally don't struggle with content creation, something I do that could help you is I follow people outside of my niche, including copywriters. And when I see a piece of content I quite like and has a good response, I save it. When I'm stuck for inspiration, I can look at my saved items and they just give me sparks of ideas. Again, this just speeds things up, particularly when you're not feeling all that creative, but you have to sit there and create content. My fourth tip is a quick one, and that is to use a scheduler. If you don't already, this will be a game changer. A content scheduler basically allows you to batch create content and schedule it for release in advance. It means the pressure is off to continually create content, which comes in handy during those weeks where things are just really busy or you need a break. I used to use Hootsuite for this, but now I use Zoho Social. There are loads on the market and even some free ones or free plans. But what I will say is that the free plans do tend to be quite limited, but some of the free ones can be good. For instance, if you're publishing on Facebook and or Instagram, Meta Business Suite is free and effective. LinkedIn also has an inbuilt scheduler. The only downside of using native schedulers like the one that's in LinkedIn is if you publish to multiple platforms, you don't have everything in one place. Also, with some paid schedulers, you can do things like save hashtag groups so you don't have to manually type them out. You can line up your first comment and so on. Regardless of what you use, or even if you simply write out your content in advance on a document, this alone can be a great way to improve efficiency. Okay, so my fifth tip is to choose platforms where your content goes further. I'm not saying to only rely on these, but blending them into your marketing strategy eases the pressure of constantly creating content because you know you've got content out there that just keeps working for you. So some examples could be blogging. When done well, this can boost the SEO for your website, which means it will show up higher in online searches. It also doesn't disappear after a few days, unlike social media. Another way could be creating a YouTube channel. Video content does tend to be a little more time consuming to create, especially for platforms like YouTube because of the way its algorithm works. For instance, watch time matters to its algorithm. So having longer videos are beneficial. And to keep people engaged with longer videos, you need to do some work with the editing. But YouTube videos do last for a long time. You've probably experienced it yourself when you're looking something up and seeing videos show up from years ago. And a last example of content that keeps working for you is email marketing. Here you can create sequences of emails just once that keep working for you when you get new subscribers. So far, I've focused on platforms that are yours. I haven't quite talked about visibility, which is a huge way of needing to market less because people come to you. It's a whole different topic, so you can scan through some of my past episodes if you want some free material on it, or you can sign up for the Tutors Mastermind if you want in-depth training on creating a visibility strategy. So my sixth hack is one you've probably heard of, and that is repurposing content. I find that although loads of people have heard of it, few use it well. So I'll give you some ideas so that you can get started with getting more mileage out of your hard work as soon as possible. One way I've been demonstrating repurposing to clients of late is by going through one of their social media platforms and using past content to create new pieces. So the other day, a client shared a great picture of her paddle boarding. She had tried it for the first time. 
One of her content pillars is to show how she encourages students to be unafraid of failing so they feel confident to try new things. So I used that picture and combined it with that content pillar to create fresh content. Another way is to use past video content if you have some. So I've recently delved into the world of TikTok for my business. Come and follow me if you're on there, by the way. My username is Teacher Dropout. But I don't have time right now to create fresh content. So instead, I've just chopped up past videos from YouTube and my Instagram stories and I've posted them in there. 24 hours after joining, I actually got my first client. So I promise you, you can use past content effectively. Right, so I've shared a lot in this episode, so I'm going to stop there so you have time to action some or all of what I've talked about. I'm creating a question and answer episode soon, so if you haven't already seen it on social media, message me with a question that you would like answered and I'll give you a shout out while I'm at it. If you want to be kept anonymous, then let me know about that as well. In the meantime, thank you as always for giving me your time and listening and you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.